What is up, everybody? Happy Friday. I'm glad to see everybody. And I'm really excited to talk about this topic because I was not expecting the, I guess, the reaction that I got from many of you today regarding privacy in a relationship. Apparently, a lot of you out there feel that when you're in a relationship or in a marriage, that you are not allowed privacy. And that includes uh, getting all the passwords to your partner's phone and having access to it at any time you want. And I disagree with that. So we're going to talk about are, is privacy, are you entitled to privacy in a, in a relationship or in a marriage? So we're going to get into detail about that. And I, I'm curious about a lot of things because I'm going to play a few videos just to kind of get a consensus out there what people feel about the phone. Uh, you know, there was a time when phones didn't exist. And I'm curious if you had suspicions about your spouse, what you did back then. I'm, those are old stories, I'm sure. But the phone itself, apparently, it's the key to finding out or getting confirmation if your spouse or girlfriend, boyfriend is cheating on you. Now, I'm going to admit something. I don't care. I've never, I've been with my fiance, what, five years? It's going to be five years in December. And I've never, ever had one impulse of thinking or wanting to look through her phone because I trust her. And I love her and I, and I just don't want to look through that. So it's not for me, but I've also been in other relationships in the past where like you just start talking to somebody and then they want access to the phone and I've got nothing to hide. I'm like, okay, sure. Look, you can have access to the phone. Oh, now you want to download that app so you can track my location and know where I'm at every second. I'm like, okay, that's a little excessive, but okay. And i kind of went along for it because it was a toxic relationship. And every single one of those women who requested to look through my phone, or wanted access to my location. Every one of those relationships were incredibly toxic and ended bad. So that was a, an indicator for me to kind of see, okay, if they're wanting access to it, they're probably hiding something or they they're probably want access to it because they want maybe confirmation or they're, they're doing something themselves. But that always bothered me. So again, I don't care. Maybe it's just um, a confidence in me where I trust somebody because trust is very important in a relationship, but we're going to talk about that. But privacy, what is privacy? Let's kind of break that down for a second, okay? Privacy is a basic human need that we all deserve. Privacy is a fundamental part of the human identity and helps us define our relationships with the world. It gives us space to ourselves without judgment and allows us to think freely without discrimination, okay? Why is privacy important in relationships? We'll get into that in a bit. But let me play this video here just to kind of give everybody a consensus on what a lot of other people feel <laughs> regarding phones and this 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 really did shock me so i'm gonna play a couple of videos here real quick all right and you'll be able to hear this on tiktok and before i get started real quick i wanted to i'm gonna rewind a bit i want to do some housekeeping real quick first and foremost uh again if you're watching on tiktok thank you for watching please hit the the, tap, the screen tap the screen i need more hearts more engagement and i'll get to your questions after the bit uh, and also be sure if you want to see the screens I'm, I'm sharing and the videos that I'm sharing, you have to go over to Facebook or YouTube. That's where I'm live as well. Uh, super chats are also appreciated. Tips of any kind are, are appreciated as well. And get this. Uh, I've been sharing a lot of videos regarding affairs with my conversation with Dr. Kathy this past week, and it's triggered a lot of people. Apparently, somebody was so angry. My IG account that I've had for a few years was hacked and deleted. So. Yes, my new IG account is at rude underscore advice. I've only got 14 followers. So again, I was at 5,000. Now I'm back to zero. So again, I'm just starting over again. So again, be sure to follow me at rude advice at rude underscore advice on IG. And also real quick, I want to give a shout out. 
to a guy named Jose. I was just at the grocery store right now. And it's pretty cool because I, I kind of forget about the reach of this program. But I was at the store right now just getting some things for the house. This is like about an hour ago, maybe less. And as I'm leaving, this guy walks up to me, he's kind of looking at me like, hey, and he looks like you're Rudy right from the TikTok. And I'm like, yeah, he comes up to me, shakes my hand. And he's like, hey, thank you, man. Um, I my, 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 went through a divorce a couple of years ago. I was in a really bad place doing a lot of stupid things. And uh, your podcast and your advice saved my life. And I just want to say thank you for that. And I wasn't expecting that. I'm at a, I have a grocery cart full of groceries, but I was like, man, you know, I appreciate that, dude. I mean, thank you for letting me know that. I guess, again, I get so um, consumed because all I get is hate and um, and anger and insults and people hacking my account, deleting it. I, I forget there's good out there that the, my my podcast and my advice is helping others out there. So that's a good reminder. So again, Jose, again, I appreciate you coming up to me and just letting me know that. It means a lot to me. And again, thank you for listening, brother. And I'm glad uh, my advice was able to help you get out of a dark place after your divorce. So stay in touch, man. Okay, I'm dedicating this podcast to you real quick, man. So that's all yours, brother. But yeah, it was an awesome moment real quick. But um, going back to the, the, the topic at hand, let's talk about this regarding phones. Let me go ahead and share screens of this for everybody. And this is what this one woman says. I might go through your phone and check your stuff to make sure you're not cheating on me because I'm not stupid. I'm not going through nobody's phone. But I'm definitely, definitely going, not through, going the through the phone. phone. I'm definitely going through the phone. You're going through the phone. I'm going through the phone. It's oh, not you. your phone. And if I find something, I'm going to smash that across the room too. You better oh, hope I don't nah. find nothing. We're going to cut this up. Hey, I got to go. <laughs> Devin, get me out of here. Get me out. Bill? Don't care. Yo. I might go through your phone and check your stuff. Okay. If you find out a woman has been in your phone, you check that immediately. Hey, you don't go through my private shit. You do not go through my phone I agree unless with I give you the permission to go through my phone. It ain't about me having holes and all that or being dishonest or deceitful. If you're rummaging through somebody's private stuff, their private property or whatever, then you're basically disrespecting them. Not basically, you are disrespecting I agree. Y'all take the jealousy as cuteness and you let the jealousy go to your head. You think because she jealous and she in her feelings, you let that go to your head as if you're doing something right and you just allow it. But if you notice the girl who's always going through your phone or the girl who's always popping up at your house, it starts like that. But then what else? What, what starts to happen after that? It never so ends. Not only is she popping on your yeah. popping up to your crib or going through your phone. Now she beating on your door, disturbing your neighbors. Now she breaking your shit. Yep. And it starts by a bitch popping up at your shit or going through your phone. They start to go through your phone and they know they can go through your phone. Now they know that they can disturb your peace. I agree with this guy. It is a sign of disrespect and it's an evasion of privacy, in my opinion. It truthfully is because maybe it's because I'm older and I'm not young and, you know, just not really connected with my thoughts and all that and just kind of going reckless and just going on to emotional whims and such. But it is an invasion of privacy, in my opinion. If you have concerns about what is on my phone or you have suspicions about what's about what I'm looking at or what do you think I'm doing, I prefer you just ask me. And this is just from my point of view. Everyone's different, right? Ask me, I want to look through your phone. And of course, I'm going to rebuttal and say, okay, why? Why? What, what has been going on uh, in your mind or what has been going on in the relationship to where you feel you have to look through this? I mean, what are you looking for? Oh, you think I'm cheating on you? Okay, so what have I been doing lately that has given you that feeling that I am doing something? I mean, what, what gave that off? What am I doing? And if they can't give me a straight answer, I'm not going to let them look through it. Because again, I mean, if, if it's truly something that's bothering me and my actions have been doing something and I understand it, then I'll gladly give it to them. 
But if it's just some reeky dink idea or some situation they kind of made up in their head because of past traumas they haven't healed from, you have no business going through my phone. And you have no business being in a relationship with me because that's not the type of person I'm, I'm looking to spend time with or waste my time with. Because again, any in my opinion, if if your partner hasn't done anything to to, val- to violate your trust and they've been a partner, they've been healthy, they've been there for you the entire time and you still want access to it, that's where I have a problem with it. Because what are you looking for and what's going on to you think that I'm doing something? And if all you have is past traumas and past horrible experiences with you know crap boyfriends it, to compare me to that I haven't done anything to replicate in your space, you have no access, you don't have permission to look through it, in my opinion. And I've got nothing to hide. I mean, like I said right now, I'm in a, I've been engaged, I've been with my girlfriend for five years, she's my fiance, and I've never once had the impulse to want to look through it because I trust her. And she's never ever asked me, can I look through your phone? Because we trust each other. And of course, she knows the password to my phone. Everybody does. Even my son knows the password to my phone. It's been the same password for years. But again, if she needed to do a search or something like that, she can't because there's nothing there that I'm hiding. But she's more than welcome to do it. But the, the big red flag is them requesting to have that. And that's where I have a problem with that. Oh, and Sean, thank you so much for being a channel member again. Uh, you're awesome, dude. I really appreciate that. Thanks for the support, brother. I really do appreciate that, sir. Always, It's always great to see you, man. And I'll get to your comments in a bit uh, real quick. And I'll get to everybody's comments in a bit as well. But there's a therapist that I also follow on TikTok that he also provides great advice. And I want to go ahead and uh, share his video real quick as well. Because, again, everybody's entitled to privacy, in my opinion. Everybody's entitled to it and deserves it. And I'll explain why. Listen to this uh, therapist I like. If your partner goes through your phone, this is what I suggest you do. But first, I want to acknowledge how incredibly invasive and violating it feels when someone snoops on your phone without asking. It's upsetting, and you have every right to feel gross about it. But here's the thing. Your sweetie that secretly clicked through your phone most likely feels shame, embarrassment, and humiliation. It's not their proudest moment, so I'm asking you to not pile on. They already feel horrible. No need to make them feel worse. Now, it's obviously a boundary violation, but instead of focusing on your experience and how betrayed you feel, I suggest you instead focus on what the motivation was to look through your phone. They are struggling with trusting you and feeling twisted up inside. This is an opportunity to open the lines of communication and ask them what you can do to make it so they don't feel the urge to go behind your back and find secret info. This is the time to create more trust instead of making them feel like a turd. If yeah. your partner, and I totally agree with that. Like it's a time to kind of have that conversation. And if the conversation, in my opinion, doesn't doesn't warrant you looking through the phone, I'm not going to provide it. Because again, if you are just, again, just reacting off of past traumas, and I've given no, I've given you no indication that I'm doing anything wrong, I'm not gonna let you look at it. And it's a huge indicator of where the relationship is, because this all started with a TikTok video on my on my platform that I stitched that many women uh, have attacked. <laughs> it's, it's funny, I'm either pissing off guys or I'm pissing off women. It's, it's funny how that works. Uh, but here's a video that that I stitched. And it's regarding a husband. This guy, this video has 10,000 views right now. This guy is singing Every Rose Has Its Thorn on stage. And she is supposed to be recording him. Uh, But instead, she's going through his messages and sorting through that. And the original video doesn't indicate anything that he cheated. Okay, so we don't know if he's a cheater. She's just scrolling through the phone. We don't know the backstory. So I'm going to share that video real quick and share some of the um, the responses I got from women here. Because some of you are incredibly... Triggered. I should put a trigger warning in front of this podcast. I'm like, my God, some of you just like went off. Like, oh my God. Which here's the original video. Just like, okay, this guy's singing his heart out, and his spouse is supposed to be recording, 
his performance, but she's taking the opportunity to go through his phone and look at his messages. And of course, all the women are backing her, saying I'm on her side, etc. And I want to pause that screen. Look at the comments here. I'm immediately on her side. There's always a reason. That comment has 55,000 likes. 55,000. She went right to work, 72,000 likes. It's like a lot of you uh, feel that it's, she's justified to look through his stuff. And that blows my mind. That blows my mind. Call me old-fashioned, but everybody is entitled to their privacy, yes. including your spouse. Yep. If you feel the need that you have to have access to your partner's phone or look through it when they're not around, that speaks heavily on your unhealed past, yep. your current trust in your relationship, and your own insecurities. Yep. And in my opinion, you're not ready for a relationship. You shouldn't be in one. And I want you to ask yourself this. If you feel the need that you have to go through your partner's phone for reassurance that they're missing around on you, why are you in this relationship? Thank you. There's no trust. And if you ask me, it's practically over. It is. Honestly, if you feel like you have to go through your partner's phone just for confirmation that they're not doing anything, why are you wasting your time with this person? Why? Help me Help me understand that situation that you want to confirm that he's doing something, but that underlying foundation of trust is not there. So why are you wasting your time with this person? And I had a stitch. Somebody made a comment here. So here's the next comment I want to play here. I've been with my fiance five years. Somebody says here that if there's nothing to hide, no one would have a problem. So what's on the phone? So I call BS. That's not the issue. That's not the issue. I've been with my fiance five years. And in that entire time, I've never once had the impulse or thought to look through her phone. And you want to know why? I respect her privacy and I trust her completely with all my heart. And I have to ask you and everybody who disagrees with this comment, if you have to check your spouse's or boyfriend's phone for reassurance and make sure they're not doing anything, why are you yeah. in this relationship? Why are you in that relationship? You have zero trust in that person. You see, I've been in a few relationships where the person wants my phone. I gave them access to it. We even had that program where we can track each other's location. And you know what? Every single one of those relationships was the most toxic relationship I've ever been in. All of them. You know what's funny? Every single one of those women that asked for access to my phone, they were the ones cheating. They were the ones ex. talking to their ex. You see, everyone's entitled to privacy. I don't care if you're married or in a relationship. That's a fact. Now, my fiance can have my phone if she needed it. Sure, she can look through it if she wants. Yeah, because I've got nothing to hide. But the fact that if you have to continually ask or gain access to something, it screens major red flags about the foundation of your relationship. It does. It screens major red flags on the foundation of your relationship because... Think about it. Maybe your relationship started off at a rocky spot. Maybe uh, he cheated on you early on, or maybe y'all had were just on and off, and there's just some – it wasn't built like a normal relationship. Maybe he was talking to other women, you were talking to other guys, so both of you were just kind of just happened. I can understand that, but at the same time, if they've given you no inclination of they've done anything, you don't have the right to do it. Because you see, the ultimate – everybody is entitled to privacy. It's a boundary, and it comes down to respect. If you are snooping through your husband's things or your wife's things, it's a lack of respect because you don't respect her things or her space. And you're, you're, you're going through it behind their back. So it's kind of like you are the one who's having the secrets here. So it's like, why are you doing this? Because again, if it's validation, why don't we just go old fashioned, just have a conversation? Okay, just have a conversation about that. Look, I have these feelings. You need to tell me this is what's going on. This is what I observed about you. I don't want to have to go through your phone, but just talk to me. I want to know what's going on. Maybe give them peace of mind. Have a conversation. Be an adult. Have a conversation instead of snooping through the phone. So why Why do that? Uh, Barbara here. Hey, Barbara, what's up? Uh, don't go through it because you may find something you don't want to find. Well, or do they? 
they are looking for something they don't want to find. Everybody is. They want something. And again, it's their privacy. It's their thing. So what? Just It's none of your business. Leave it there. And some people I know are triggered by that comment as well. I know that because I put a Facebook poll out there and I asked everybody, are you entitled to private? Let me go ahead and share everybody and show what I have here. Here is the poll. True or false, you're, if you're married or in a relationship, you are entitled to your privacy. And this has about, about 182 votes. So I'm just going to round up to 200. 82% of you said yes, that you are entitled to privacy, while 18% of you, um, which is a good number of y'all, said no. And it's what I found funny in the comments is that many of you are in relationships where the, you, you, there's no locked doors in your marriage. In other words, like some of you say the restroom door isn't even locked. Like if I want access to the restroom while he's in it, I'm in there. And I'm like, that's disgusting. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with y'all, man? God. Uh, and then somebody says, don't confuse privacy with secrecy. Well, we're going to get to that in a bit here. But some of the comments here says some people believe if you're doing if you're not doing anything illegal, you should be okay with police stopping you to search your home or car. Other people don't live under that police state. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I agree. It breeds insecurities when your partner keeps things from you. What do you mean keeps things from you? What do you mean by that? With that being said, a journal is fine, but social media and phones should not be private. In other words, you should have access to your spouse's and your partner's phone, which I don't agree with. I don't agree with. You shouldn't have access to my stuff. I mean, everybody has like a, a separate accounts, bank accounts, right? You shouldn't have access to anybody's accounts. Everybody should have their own space because at the same time, my problem is everybody in a marriage, I know you're supposed to become one in that whole spiritual description of whatever marriage is supposed to be, but there's an identity that I have and an identity that you have. And I'm going to keep that identity to myself. I am your husband. I am your boyfriend. I am whatever you what we're doing, but I still have my own persona and my own things. That doesn't give you the right to take that away from me or to invade my files on my computer to see all my JPEGs and everything that I'm doing for social media. That, that doesn't give you the right to have access to that. There's my business, there's my things, and then there's your things. Okay. Somebody says, absolutely disagree. People are talking about messages, but I do not want my spouse watching me go to the toilet or shower. I don't want my spouse reading my texts to my friends. Same thing. Same thing. If they can't trust me when they have bigger problems uh, that won't be solved by having no boundaries. Uh, let's see. I disagree. If you need to have some things to yourself, you need to have some things to yourself. Okay, I get that. People are saying I'm an open book. To an extent, yeah. Privacy in the bathroom, absolutely. absolutely. But my husband and I share everything and hide nothing. Same passcodes on each of our phones. We talk about everything. Nothing is off limits. Our friends know if they share something with one of us, they will more than likely be discussed between us. Oh, you're that friend. Yeah, I would not tell you everything. I know the type of friends you are. I would not tell you anything. You're the type of friends that we like. We say, don't tell her anything because she's going to tell John or whatever and blah, blah, blah. So we know not to tell you anything. <laughs> but yeah, and again, I'll get to the comments in a bit. Uh, let's see here. And some people are saying, I'm not, wh why are you going to the restroom with your, why are you going to the restroom with your phone? Why do you need your phone in the restroom? I think that's an obvious question. I mean, that's an obvious answer here because we're in there, we're sitting on the toilet and we're looking through our phone on TikTok, like everybody else. We're not doing anything that's wrong. And if you're thinking that, why are you thinking that? I think the insecurities are, and the red flags are on your end 
if you're if you have a problem with your spouse going to the restroom with their phone. Really? Come on, grow up. Let's see what else we're saying here. Today, I have full disclosure is reciprocal peace of mind. Ironically, we don't audit each other. Respect. I think that privacy is necessary and secrecy is something that shouldn't be there. Well, that's a two. That's a different thing. And we'll talk about what's the difference between secrecy and privacy. Okay. This one woman says, why get married and become a union if you want privacy? I don't get that. I don't get that. I mean, like I said, I just truthfully don't. I forfeit all my privacy in a relationship. I'm an open book. I fully submit, accept the return. And then I respond to this guy. I go, okay, Justin, does that include your, the websites you visit, your bookmark videos, your search engine and files, files that you uploaded to your cloud, every screenshot and every conversation you'd have with your bros? I go, does it include that? And he says, everything, I'm an open book. Okay, well, good for you. But I wouldn't want my, my fiance reading the conversation between me and my, my buddies. I wouldn't want to read hers. It's, that's, it's, that's their thing. That's their room. That's their space. That's her. I don't want to invade that space. Does that make sense? Okay. Let me get to some comments here real quick. Cause I know a lot of y'all are just typing away here. Uh, Nicholas, what are you saying? Because I'm watching Root Advice while pooping. <laughs> well, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. I hope I'm making the whole visit a lot more easier on the body there, man. <laughs> I know the password, but I would never use it or want to do it. You know what, uh, Jane, you bring up a good point. I feel if I, cause I've been in those damn relationships where it's toxic and I'm getting all the red flags and I caught her in a lie and it's like, Oh God damn it. It's like, okay. I think she's messing around. And I remember this one point she was like my girl, this is uh, one of my toxic relationships. She was so gone and wasted. Cause we had a, we went out and partied. And uh, she was at the house is drunk on my bed. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get her thumb and I'm going to put my, her thumb on her phone and look through it. And I was about to do it. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I wasting my time? If I have to go through these lengths to make sure she's not doing anything, what the fuck am I doing? So I left. I mean, I didn't, it, it, I felt sick, sickened to my stomach because I felt like, man, I'm at this point where I have to make sure she's not messing around by you know, putting her thumb while she's asleep on her phone. Like, no, that's not me. That's, it's a wasted time. And again, it, it speaks volumes to the relationship. It's over. If there's no trust, it's over. So yeah, I would never want to have to use it. I think I would end the relationship before looking or talk about it, why I feel this way. Conversation, have an adult conversation instead of snooping. I asked my fiance, like, would you snoop through my phone? She goes, no, that's your privacy. But I'd hire a private investigator. I'm like, thank you. Go old school. Go through that links and you'll have more data instead of snooping and going behind my back. Get the investigator. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It's only a boundary if you make it a boundary. Transparency is never bad. Well, I disagree. I, I love my identity. I love who I am. I don't, I've never wanted to be transparent with anybody, a clean slate. That Some stuff is for me and me alone. I love my privacy. Let's see. Nicholas says, you, you can have my code and go through it because I have nothing to hide. But if it becomes a regular thing and unjust accusations come forward, yep, 
It's not okay and needs to be addressed. You're absolutely 100% right, Nicholas. That's a comment of the night so far. I 100% agree with you. I will never check my partner's phone unless he gives me a reason. Um, he can check mine anytime he wants. He does. He doesn't. Yeah, because again, I think, like I just said, having to check is, is a huge indicator on where your relationship's at. And it's kind of like, man, really? So like I said, I've been there. I've been in plenty of toxic relationships in the past. And it's an ugly feeling when you've had those suspicions, but you still want to go through the phone and check like, no, no, I never want to be in that space again. No. And if that's all you know, then I guess there's more that makes sense on why you feel like you have to. Karen, hi. Uh, let's see here. My phone doesn't have my information on it. It has things of, of, It has things my friends and family have confided with me that they may not want me sharing with my spouse. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Again, like sometimes you're having a conversation with your bro, your friend, and they're confiding with you something about whatever the case is, you know, marital problems, health, uh, whatever the case is. And I, that's a boundary. That's a private conversation between you two. And the fact that your spouse is looking through your phone, reading those conversations, that's an invasion of privacy. Okay, let me get to TikTok here because I know a lot of you have been just blowing up the chats here. And again, we got 25 people in the chat. Thank you so much. Again, just be sure to tap the screen. Just keep tapping. And um, and uh, yeah, keep tapping so we get more people involved in here. What's mine is yours. Uh, okay, sure. Okay, let me try to go to the beginning. Let's see here. Uh, married 43 years and been cheating. He went as far as buying another phone, so I wouldn't would not see what's on. Yep, that's a common thing. Yeah, people do that. I waited until the kids weren't around and learned about the affair. Uh, okay. And again, I'm going pretty far back. So I'm trying to catch up to the conversations here. He stored her number under her friend's name that we both know being sneaky. Of course, they're going to, uh, again, just what I've seen, they're going to hide the uh, Sancho's name or the Sancho's name under like AutoZone, grocery store, pharmacist, doctor, or something like that. That's, that's pretty lazy if you ask me. Nobody should have access to somebody's phone dead or alive. Well, okay, there you go. My fiance died. His kids got access to his phone, including my texts with him. Oh, wow. My husband has his ringer off 90% of the time. Why? I can't grab his phone. I have mine on vibrate. Maybe he's working. I mean, I don't see how that is a problem, especially putting the phone like face down. Why is that a problem? Why? I mean, you know why I put my face down when I used to go on dates? I used to, you know, obviously there was texts coming in from other people I was talking to, but I used to put my phone face down for two reasons. One, you putting it down to show you that you have my complete attention. I'm not going to pick up the phone and look through it. Uh, I'm with you. Like the hour or two hours we're together, I'm with you. So I'll put my phone face down. And also, I have horrible ADHD. I mean, if I see any notifications or anything buzzing that I'm going to be totally distracted and wondering who that is, you know, is it the babysitter? what's going on. So I'm going to be totally distracted and not in the moment of the conversation. That's why I put my phone down. I mean, that's why I do. That's why I do it. No distractions. Why does it have to be he's hiding or, do, or cheating? Why does it have to be that way? There's plenty of other ways you can hide it. But why is this ringer off? I don't see that as a red flag. Everything is Isabel. So if you ask and he refuses, there's a reason why. I mean, why are you asking? Again, I would address, okay, why are you wanting to look at my phone? Explain to me what's going on. What have I done to make you feel this way? And the reasons better be valid. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know my actions or words made you feel that way. My apologies. Yeah, look through my phone. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. But you better be ready to see because every guy watches, you know what? And some of you ladies do too. Don't act like you don't. So if you go to his websites and you see that he's gone to, you know, corn websites, that's normal. And you shouldn't consider that cheating in any way, shape or form. That's just a guy with his videos and that's just his thing. So don't let that bother you. Is that what the problem is? You think he's watching those videos? Every guy watches them. And many of you women do too. So let's, let's not even go there. Unless you have issues that have been addressed in the past, you have a drop policy. I believe it. Let's see. I've never wanted to go through it, but he has his phone on silent. Why? Okay, you asked again. I mean, why not? I don't see. Have you asked him? Have you honestly just asked him why? It could just be like, hey, he doesn't want to be distracted. My, my fiance's phone's on silent. I, I, I hear a few rings here and there, but I'd never ask. And there's times when we're in the car. She goes, let me see your phone so I can type in the directions to MapQuest. I'm like, here, take it. I don't care because, you know, she, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. So again, but she's, she's never wanted to look through it. So autonomy, somebody says, then that means you're being sneaky in something. I don't see how that correlates. I don't see how having your phone on silent means you're being sneaky. You got a lot of unhealed trauma and you got to really take care of that. Before anybody who has any unhealed trauma from being cheated on from a, a previous partner, you should have been healed and taken care of that before projecting on your new partner who doesn't deserve it. I mean, come on. I really don't mind if my partner sees myself, but you must also but you must also have privacy. I agree. Everybody's entitled to it. Why are you concerned if your spouse sees what's on your computer? You need to examine why she can. She can look through it. I mean, I'm not concerned with it. I mean, I, I'm going to be a little transparent here, but when it comes to those videos I was talking about earlier, we share videos. Like she sends me what she likes and I see what she likes. We watch them together. So it's not like whatever I'm watching is a secret. She knows what I like in that realm. I couldn't have had that type of relationship with my ex-wife. But when it comes to my fiance now, we, we talk about that. We, we watch it together. So there's nothing that I would be ashamed about hiding. Everybody, I mean, is that transparency or just intimacy? You tell me. Let's see. Yeah, everybody, uh, let's see. If you're having inappropriate conversations, then hide your phone. Um, define inappropriate. I mean, if they're flirting with other people, then yeah, that's a problem. That's a major problem. And yeah, that's definitely, they shouldn't be doing that. But having conversations with all friends and people and coworkers, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's normal. But inappropriate conversations, that's like a no-brainer, of course. And I hate it when he says, can you respond to the text? I don't know what that means. I'm glad we were married eight years before cell phones. I know it's funny. Like everyone's saying, check his phone. But if you think, ask the older women, like what's this, if you had suspicions and if your husband was cheating, what did you do back then? But, I mean, you needed to put more work into finding out if he was doing something or not, but you know, it, it's kind of lazy to, hey, everything's on the phone. Like do some detective work, go out there like in the trench coat and glasses and hat and go sneaking around. But people need validation, then play victim. I guess so. But then you'll never know women lie, men lie. Okay. I'm my own investigator, got to see it to believe it. That, so that means violating your spouse's boundaries. 
and his privacy and going through his things. Like I said, I, I know I'm repeating myself when it comes to this, but if you, if you have to go through it, if you want to go through it, then it's over already. And then imagine you have all these suspicions. You've already painted this picture. Oh, it's, it's this person. Yes, I know for a fact. My gut's telling me you go through the phone and you find nothing. Is the problem going to be over? Or are you still going to be, no, he's got another phone. There's another avenue. There's another resource. I know I'm right. You see, then where, where does it end? Where does it end? What does he need to do to gain your trust again? Instead of you snooping around, why don't you just talk to him? Really? Because what if you find nothing? Not everyone watches that garbage. It causes many issues. Not if you watch it together. In the process, in the process of his annulment of a previous marriage, he hid going to therapy appointment. Okay. Hid or didn't want to share with you because that's a private medical thing. That's a that's medical health. That's 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 mental health. Why do you want to know that? I mean, again, that's something that he's going through, and he may not want to share. Right. I mean, that's something he's working on and maybe he's going through the process of sharing that or maybe being more transparent with that. But that's an item that he's working on. That's his own business. And then when it comes to medical items like that, that's where I have a huge boundary that you shouldn't violate. And I think that's a huge violation for you to check. And if you found that out before he was ready to share that with you, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good at all. Uh. Karen, I think this is blank here, but I think that represents stars on Facebook. So again, thank you for the stars. I appreciate that. You're the best, Karen. I'm always looking out for you. Sam uh, Holland says, women can't stand if a man is private about anything. Have an empty lockbox and see if it doesn't drive her mad <laughs> with not knowing what's in there. <laughs> That'd be a good experiment, Sam. I love that. Uh, Flo says, if you, sus if you suspect him of cheating and you know the person, watch their body language. Yeah, that's a huge indicator. Yeah, body language is a definite indicator if something's going on. I totally agree with that. Even if they find nothing, there's something. You see, Chris, that's what I'm talking about. If they find nothing, then where does it end? Where does it end? That's what I'm saying. Now, uh, there's an article here that I saw that has uh, the difference between privacy and, and, and secrecy. And I'm going to go ahead and read that real quick. Let me see. Privacy versus secrecy in a relationship. What is the difference? The line between privacy and secrecy can get blurry in relationships because of how close you are to one another. The need for space is sometimes interpreted as secrecy. Secrecy is sometimes excused as a need for space. And privacy is a term that loses all meaning the moment you secretly scroll through each other's phones. I agree. In every healthy relationship, it's important to distinguish between secrecy and privacy because both can contribute to damaging dynamic in their own right. If you're secretive, you're undermining your partner's trust in you. If your privacy is being regularly invaded, on the other hand, respecting boundaries becomes a meaningless concept. I totally agree with that. Uh, there's another place right here that says secrecy versus privacy in a relationship. Privacy uh, refers to your own personal boundaries about your history, your thoughts, your opinions and experiences separate from your partner and relationship. Secrecy, on the other hand, involves something that you're intentionally hiding from your partner. So there's a difference. Secrecy, they give some examples here, like being you're being dishonest. It violates trust. You're intentionally hiding or misleading them. It's hurtful and disruptive, and it's also toxic. 
Privacy is not dishonest. It does not violate trust. It involves being unobserved and alone, not a disruptive or harmful, and it's healthy. It is important to remember that you do not have to share everything with one another in a relationship. Sometimes to remember in any relationship, you have the right to privacy in every relationship, including your spouse, partner, and family. In a relationship, you have the right to keep a part of your life secret, no matter how trivial or how important for the sole reason that you want to. Makes perfect sense. You also have the right to spend some time alone with yourself. Again, it's kind of like the equivalent of invasion of like privacy. Like when you when you were a kid and your parents walked into your room and started searching your room and cleaning it up because they thought you were doing drugs or something like that. And there's no drugs. And like, you feel like, really? You thought I was doing drugs? You thought I was doing this? Why didn't you just talk to me? Except you went through all my shit. I mean, come on, you feel violated. You feel angry. What's the difference? What's the difference if you're married? If they're snooping through your things and they're going through you behind your back or they just feel, no, I want it right now. Give me access to it. And there's nothing there. It's a horrible feeling. Why didn't you communicate those ideas or those assumptions and suspicions with me? Talk to me instead of in violating my privacy and looking through my stuff. There you go. Let's see here. Um, To process the both parties were required a marriage therapy counselor, which I understand is a requirement. It's just he never told me, oh, today I have to do this. Okay, so he was getting an annulment. You two were dating or married? Okay, hold on. So he wasn't completely divorced yet. I mean, he was going through the annulment. I get what that means. But you were dating him? So the annulment wasn't finalized. So I'm confused at the timeline. So were you the other? Were you the other woman, or was y'all? Was he dating you before his marriage was annulled? So I'm confused by that because that's such a tight timeline. Because once the therapy sessions are completed, the annulment's complete. So I find that the timeline's off for me, if you ask me. And I'm not judging, but I'm just saying the timeline is incredibly short and off to me. Let's see. Um, I retweeted something from one of my employees. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. Okay, you retweeted from you, you retweeted something from one of your employees, who is a non-binary biological woman married to a trans man, and she accused me of talking to another woman based on that. Oh, that's, that's, that's reaching, man. That's incredibly reaching. I don't understand that. I'm, that's so weird, man. I'm sorry you went through that. That's, that doesn't make any sense to me, completely honest. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Sorry you went through that, man. And again, if everybody can do me a favor, just tap the screen a little bit. Uh, we need some more likes and hear more people in the chat. And again, I guess I'll open up to questions here because again, I feel privacy is a, is a human right that we all have. We all are allowed to have space and time to ourselves. And that includes, you know, not only our phones, but it means like our personal space, drawers, portion of the home, et cetera, that shouldn't be invaded. You don't have a right to look through my stuff. It does like, in other words, if you take the phone thing aside, would you want your husband going through your, your drawers and your clothes and your makeup bags and your car, your, your glove box under the seats? Do you want that? No, it's an invasion. You, you feel violated, especially when there's nothing going on. Now, if something's going on, then again, that's justified. 
But again, I'm talking about, again, just the actual act of like this idea that it is, I have, you have no privacy. I'm, I have the right to look through anything you have. That's just where I have a huge problem with it. Uh, privacy in the bathroom. Yes, she doesn't even know. She doesn't need to go in there. <laughs> uh, that will forever be secret. Yeah, it's my time too. No one's allowed in the restroom myself. Like, no, you don't belong in there. Not at all. Let's see. So what are the comments here? It does, yeah, dude, it doesn't make sense to me either. I'm sorry you went through that, dude. Completely sorry you went through that. But yeah, I mean, let's see here. It also says, how to decide when to share a secret. If you have a secret you think you should share, but you are unsure about it, uh, look at your own physical responses when you're hiding the secret. If your blood pressure increases or you find yourself blinking a lot faster or breathing heavier or you're just perspiring, sweating more, then these are clues that you should share the secret to your partner. If you are keeping a secret because you don't want to face the responsibility, this can create problems in your marriage. Withholding facts or information your spouse needs to know, making decisions can be harmful and manipulative. Uh, secrets that can hurt your marriage are concerning ones. For example, having an affair, uh, job problems, keeping addiction or substance use habits hidden. That may, that's a huge indicator. Believe it or not, with all the conversations I've had with attorneys, they said like one of the key indicators aside from adultery and infidelity is abuse or addictions. Like there's a lot of people addicted to something, whether it be corn on, on the internet, gambling, uh, any vice that's consuming their lives. That's that, but that's a, a secret that definitely needs to be addressed. Uh, legal problems, lending money out, lying about how you spend money, not paying bills, not revealing an illness. Yep, that makes all sense. Uh, seeing family and family, seeing friends and family secretly. So these are all secrets that, again, of just not having an affair, but these are other secrets that kind of tie to the whole problem in secrecy. You share your bed, body, home, finances, kids, life, etc. with this person. Why not your phone? Do you share clothes? Do you share clothes? I mean, we're talking intimacy here, right? We're talking underwear. Do you share things like that? Do you like do you share makeup? Do you share uh I don't know. Just private things. I mean, like I said, sharing things is like that's common things, but when it comes to like privacy and intimacy, your own personality, your own persona, no. Should he be in the middle of a conversation between you and your friend? You're out having drinks. It's ladies night. Just no, I want to go. And he's going to sit there in between y'all. No, that's your space with your friends. So you're, you're, you're solely focused on the phone, but I'm talking about privacy. And again, what's on the phone that you want to know? What's on the phone that you want to know? Why do you want access to the phone? Does it all just come down to cheating? then there's the problem. If you just kind of like step back a little bit and say, okay, you just want access, you want codes, you want the passwords, okay, why? Well, I want to know they're not doing anything. Okay, why do you have that, that suspicion? Why do you have that feeling? It comes down to you. It comes down to you. That's the honest truth. I mean, why is it that you need that validation access? What's going on in your, in your relationship that's causing you to feel that way? Address that versus having access to everything. There's no way anybody can convince me otherwise that that's healthy in a relationship. There's no way.
why do you, again, you're wanting to look at the phone. Why? Give me a valid reason other than the cheating part. Why do you want, why do you want to look through the phone? It's your intuition. There was a TikTok video that I saw a couple of weeks back that I couldn't find because I wanted to play it here because there was this woman uh, who just got a divorce and she said, I had to leave my marriage because this person, this man I was living with was a complete narcissist and so controlling because he always wanted access to my phone. So what's the difference if a woman wants access to the phone? I mean, what's the difference? He always thought I was cheating on him, blah, blah, blah. He always wanted to look through my phone. He wanted access. I had no privacy. I was, he always knew where I was with the tracker. He knew the conversations I had. He knew the phone numbers I called. I, I never was alone and it got overwhelming because I couldn't live in that controlling atmosphere. So I left because he's a narcissist. So, okay. All the women in the comments are saying, yes, I'm glad you left that guy. That guy's a jerk, blah, blah, blah. So when a woman wants access to a guy's phone, why is it you guys are okay with that? He probably was cheating, probably. And just like when I see women saying, I want access to his phone, they probably are cheating on him. And they want to make him out to be the bad guy and bust him first instead of them being busted for being the cheater. Like I said, I was in, I've been in toxic relationships and those women all wanted access to my phone and I gave them access. But in the end, I found out because their psycho boyfriends called me at the end, like, hey, she's with me now. They've, we've been seeing each other for for months, like, okay, oh, so she was cheating on me the entire time. And I guess her guilt and mindset was just so consumed that she goes, well, if I'm cheating on him doing all these things, he has to be cheating on me. So I want to know where he's at. So again, it's anything, any invasion of privacy when it comes to that type of conversation is just indicated to me that the relationship's over or it's faulty or it's going to end soon. The days are numbered. But again, if th that woman was crying, she left a, a, a very controlling man. He always wanted access to everything she did, every conversation she had, everywhere she went. Why is it healthy if women bring it up, but if for a guy, it's not? It's not healthy either way. I don't, I don't, regardless of the sex, it's not healthy either way. Yeah, not trusting, yeah. I found that when they want access, it's because they're the ones doing wrong. And you know, Gabe, uh, Gabe's, in my experience, that's 100% true. Now, I know that's not reflective to everybody's experience, of course, right? Everybody has a different experience and, you know, different engagement and such. But again, in my experience, yeah, everybody who wanted access to look at it, they were the ones messing around and had been messing around for quite some time. So 100% agree with you, man. And again, that's why, you know what, sometimes I, I see all these videos and I see these conversations and I see the, the chats like in Facebook and on TikTok. And I'm so, I mean, not to toot my own horn here, but I'm so glad I got my, my, my love witch, man. I'm so glad I'm in this healthy relationship because that's when you are with somebody where when you're with somebody and you have no doubt at all that they're doing anything and you have peace of mind. She's never wanted to look through my phone. I've, she's never wanted to, she's never asked I don't want to look through hers. There's no games. I trust her. It, it's such a relief, man. It's such a wonderful relief to have that type of relationship because you trust and respect each other. And that's what you should have. That should be the foundation of any relationship. And if you don't have that, then again, why are you in it? it why? Why waste your damn time? I, 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 I don't understand that at all. Let's see here. 
where's that comment here? I'm just looking for something real quick. Love. <laughs> Who wants to live that way? I know. Who wants, it's, it's exhausting, man. And you know what? I've done an analysis. I, first off, I don't hate any of my exes, by the way. I mean, they all taught me a major lesson about me, even when they cheated on me with their ex. It taught me a lot that for some women, and I'm talking about women because, again, that's what I'm talking about, my experience. When women since high school have had nothing but toxic relationships and fights and mistrust and bullshit and now they're in their late 30s, and that's all they've known. They're conditioned to that type of relationship. And when someone healthy comes along and doesn't bullshit them, doesn't lie to them, is pretty much a healthy guy, it bores the hell out of them. Because chemically, they're used to the, the drama and the bullshit. And that's why they just create ideas or maybe want to implode it by cheating on you and cunning, cunning to start uh, – with the, with the bullshit games, we're like, let me take a little inch from him. Let me invade his privacy. Let me take this away, see how he responds and see how much I can get away with before you know what she's got you in your pocket. So it's like, I've been in those relationships, man. It's just a waste of fucking time. Don't do it. Dan Ladd. I love that name, dude. Okay, Dan Ladd. What's up? I do not allow access uh, to my conversations. Oh, excuse me. I do not allow access to my conversations. You can't see Numbers and names, but not the conversations because I have conversations that are seen as I'm confident. Okay. My partner can ask who I'm talking to and ask them for permission to see our conversations, but it's about consent. That's that's a healthy way to go about doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I had, you know, when you're when you and your friends are together, all the bros and you're sharing pictures and images you know, things like that. That's, that's bro time. That's our conversation. That's our space. Just like ladies have ladies night or that, that one text that that ladies have. Why would your husband or boyfriend want to snoop through that? I mean, cause that's your own thing and it could be innocent. That could be nothing wrong, but again, that's your group conversation. I have no right to it. That's the equivalent of me just miking like a drink and like putting a mic underneath the table and just kind of listening and checking you out. You see what I'm saying? If you, it's, it's, a, it's an ugly act. It shows that you don't trust your partner. The video to TikTok is slow and glitchy. Okay, I hooked it up. I, <laughs> I hooked it up to the Wi-Fi, so it should be better. Is it better? It's not hooked up to the Wi-Fi. Or if my male friend talked about uh, health issues with me, why is my girlfriend privacy? It's a, I totally get that. Yeah, what if your friend's confiding in you that, hey, I'm having marital problems? Why does she want to see that conversation? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Again, I know everyone's kind of wanting to tie it back to cheating, but if there's no cheating, you just invaded their privacy and you just kind of ruined the whole framework of your relationship. Video is much better, thanks. That is snooping, I agree. Thank you so much, man. And again, continue to tap the screen. Please do that. Uh, but some of the comments here from the women, like I said, I'm blown away with some of the women just feeling that it's a, it's okay to do this. Hold on one second. Uh, where's that one comment here? One second. And a lot of women, in that one video that I said, hey, you have no right to his phone. There's privacy. You have to have trust and respect in your relationship. Um, if you don't have that, why are you wasting your time? And the comments that I'm getting from women is that it's gaslighting at its finest, gaslighting 101. 
privacy, laugh out loud. Um, so it's funny. You know what I find funny about social media, everybody? I'm, I'm going to be 100% serious. Like whenever you offer healthy advice, like for example, the video that went viral in December about co-parenting, having a healthy co-parenting relationship, you know, talking to the kid's mom and, you know, what we talk about, the amount of women that were attacking me were saying, no, that's, they're, they're probably fucking still, no, no, you can't be talking to them every day. What's wrong with you? I'm like, wow, okay, I'm demonstrating what a healthy co-parenting relationship looks like and people can't live with that. Here, I'm telling you, hey, you need trust in a relationship. You need complete trust in a relationship. If you don't have that, why are you wasting your time? And people are calling me gaslighter. They have suspicions. They want to know. So now you're gaslighting the victims. I'm like, what are you talking about? How? <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. I'm, I'm convinced that good advice that goes out into the internet, maybe less than 1% of people actually listen to it. And people are just hearing it and reacting to it, not listening to it. It's, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Some comments in this slide were filter protected communities experience. Yeah. Please be careful with the comments. Who wants drama these days? I know. Why do you want drama? But again, maybe some people are addicted to the drama. Maybe that they love that. Maybe they're addicted to that. That's what gives them energy. And hey, this is not boring. This is this is what I'm used to. All this bullshit. Zoe says 100% trust is a must. They never had it. That's why. They say that, yeah. They live in chaos. A lot of them do. I dated a few of them. And the, yeah, they were baddies and all that, but baddies ain't worth it. They ain't worth a, they ain't worth a damn, man. Not at all. Let me go back to the original video here. Let's see, one second. I just wanted to see what comments, what other comments were here. One woman was saying, why is he deleting his messages? And I'm like, okay, why is he deleting his messages? And that's a apparently that's a red flag. If you delete your messages, it's a red flag. Now, I am not an iPhone person. I'm an Android. I have the S23. And I just delete messages because I want to. I've never really deleted inappropriate messages. I delete messages like you get those email confirmations with codes or like a Amazon delivery. So I delete messages all the time. Plus, for memory's sake, I delete them. But apparently to some of you women... Uh, deleting messages. Check this out. There's so many deleted messages. That's got a 107,000 likes in this video. There's so many of you that either were in horrible relationships or, you know, again, women cheat, men cheat. It's I'm, One doesn't cheat more than the other, in my opinion, but apparently a lot of you have just been in so many horrible relationships that y'all can relate to this, that deleted messages are a red flag. And to me, I guess I'm just naive or just haven't been in that space, but deleted messages don't mean a, a damn thing to me. They're just old messages that are 90 days old. <laughs> I delete them all the time. So I don't know. What's the difference? I don't know. But let me ask everybody here who's in the chat. There's a few people here. If Everybody, I want you to respond yes or no. Are you allowed to look through your partner's phone? Are you allowed to have their passwords? Yes or no? Let me know. I'm curious. Yes or no, everybody? Okay. Gabby Romero, you're a great person. That's hard to find. Well, I wasn't always a great person. Unless it's an emergency. Some people say yes, yes. Okay. 
uh, okay, it's, it's kind of like 50-50 here. Um, I don't know how many guys are in the chat, but guys, if you're in the chat, it, are you allowed access? I'm talking passwords, all that stuff to your, your girlfriend or wife's phone. Because I got a few women responding. Like it's, it's So far, it's 50-50. Yes, but I don't snoop. You know what, Sam? Like I said, if I did it, you know the, when you, those those uh, interviews that you see on the street where hey, you want to do a uh, like a like a health check? Yeah, how long y'all been together? Ten years. Okay, switch each other's phones, and then that one woman was like, "No, I don't want to share." And then it's apparently like she's cheating, etc. And she felt the test. If I ever was approached by that guy, I wouldn't want to look through my fiance's phone. Because again, we we have a boundary of trust and respect. And I feel if I went through it, if I went through it, it would destroy what we have. I wouldn't want to look through it. Yes, in theory, okay. <laughs> he has mine, but I don't have his. I don't know the password, but I don't care to look. Okay, well, that's that's kind of odd though. Okay, if he has yours. You should have his, okay? It shouldn't be one-sided. I don't believe in that one-sided BS. Montana Ray says no. Geo says no. A lot of the guys are saying no. A lot of the women are saying yes. Some of the women are saying yes. He said no. That is why I'm single. Okay, well, okay, okay. So let's kind of rewind here. Let's time out here. So I guess that was what, that was the deal breaker. You want, Gabby Romero, I'm talking to you. The deal breaker was... I'll be with you. I'll date you. But before we do anything, I need access to your phone. He said no, and you dumped him. Is that what I'm understanding? I found a lot. Oh, you went through it. Okay. Okay. Well, correct answer should be, it depends on this relationship and what was agreed upon. But do you really want to be in that relationship? Like, I mean, think about it. Like, if you're in the military or in prison, you have surprise checkups. Do you really want somebody going through your stuff? I mean, that's what I'm thinking. You're in a relationship. Things are fine. You know, give me your phone. Like, why? I mean, you can look through it. But again, I would not want, again, I've been in those relationships for almost, a, there was one I dated for like a year. It's just exhausting and pointless. And it never ends because... You can, like I said earlier, you can give them the phone and they're not going to find anything, but that's not going to settle their mind. They want validation and they're not going to stop until they get validation. If, if they didn't find anything on your phone, guess what? They're, they're going to want to like, you probably have another phone or you know what? Let me put an air tag in your car. Cause now I want to know where you're at. I mean, where does it end? You see, it's a fucking waste of time, dude. It's exhausting. And I, there's no way I would ever want to be in a relationship like that again. If a woman asks, if I was dating her, like Gabby over here says, you know what, if you want this, I, I need access to your phone. I'm like, well, why? <laughs> I'm not that guy. I am not that guy. Red flags, I guess. I don't know. I'm not, allow I'm not allowed to touch her phone. Well, I mean, like I said, there's, there's certain situations, like I said, if I'm in the car and I got my hands full, and we're going somewhere and I need to type in the uh, the address in the maps. I give her my phone. Just type it in real quick. I don't care. She can hold on to it. She can pick a song on Spotify. She can go through YouTube and see what I've searched and say, hey, pick a YouTube video so we can watch it if we're going on a long road trip. That doesn't bother me. I'm not going to be like, hurry up and give it back. Hurry up. I'm not going to be that way. 
So um, that's fine. But when she starts like, okay, now I want to look at your messages, like, okay, now wait a minute, why? No, 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 no. You're not going to do that. Tell me why. Tell me why. <laughs> it depends on the person in the relationship. Some people don't mind it. Some people do. Everyone's different, man, I guess. But, but I, like I said, what's the point in that type of relationship? In, in my opinion, if both people are walking in, I'm not judging anybody. I've done so many damn horrible mistakes in my life, and I've shared them on social media. So people know me as one thing or the other. But I wouldn't want to enter a relationship, especially a long-term relationship with somebody who consistently needed to check me and everything I'm doing to make sure I wasn't messing around. It's like you have to validate your you have to validate your trust and validate the boyfriend you are. It's like, really? Is this what we're doing? This is no. Nope, not for me. What are the thoughts on her hating social medias like TikTok and IG? Well, if she hates it, okay. I know it's funny because my fiance hates TikTok. And I'm like, yeah, that's my biggest platform. <laughs> that's my biggest platform. So come, come on. She hates it. I mean, she hates it because of just the, the fees and just it's all toxic. And she's more about IG and cats and things of that nature. Because if you notice that TikTok does tend to share a lot of the negative stuff. You know, women ain't shit, guys ain't shit. It's just a lot of horrible things. And I, every now and then I have to detox myself from TikTok as well and just kind of stay away from it because it's, it's too much. Yes, Gabby. Yes, that's very obvious and evident to everybody that you're toxic. <laughs> hey, we've all been toxic. I get it. I totally get it. I don't look at my husband's tech. I don't look at my husband's text messages. Why? Because guess what, brown eyed nurse, you trust him. That's a very good reason why. Desiree Herrera says, waste of time. I agree. Exactly. The validation part is what gets me. I feel like I have to validate myself for her every few months or weeks or something. Yeah, Efren, why are you in that relationship, man? Get out of it. Hey, what's going on, Shelly? What's going on? We're talking about are you entitled to privacy in a relationship? Apparently, a lot of people feel like you are, but then you're not. I know. It's just, it's weird in my opinion. In social media, like I said, there's a lot of women out there, like I said, just feel like, yes, um, that's not queen behavior. Some of the comments here is like, she is a goddamn professional. Look at those fingers glide. DK, uh, who this woman, she's my idol. This is queen behavior. And we're, I'm talking about a woman going through her husband's phone as he's singing on stage. It blows my mind. She's a fearless leader. Uh, and, and this is a viral video. And I'm talking hundreds of thousands of women. And if, and again, when guys tell me that there's women out there, they're not dating material. I'm like, there's gotta be good women out there. I've been out there. I know you gotta go through a few to find the good one. But if a lot of you feel that invading your partner's phone is a good thing and she's a queen because she's doing it, I wouldn't date you. I wouldn't want any of my friends to date you because again, that's just a toxic relationship waiting to implode. And it'll end bad. Because like I said, no matter what he does or does, whatever he does, it's never gonna prove to you that he's a good guy because you've never had a good guy. And that's kind of your fault for the choices you make. After divorce, nobody belongs to nobody. So date and know the other is dating to you. It is what it is. 
It is what it is. I totally agree. Uh, Dan Latt says, notice how trusting men are how, excuse me, the, the verbiage is kind of off here. Notice how trusting men and how untrustable women are. I know that may not speak to the majority, but in this video, in the comments themselves, yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, wow. All these women want to check your phone because they know women won't respect your relationships. That's also true. Past relationship here, uh, past relationship where she called her IT ex-husband to hack my phone and see if I was cheating. Left her on, left her in a heartbeat. Isn't that a violation of privacy? I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of laws they broke to do that, man. That's 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 horrible. That is just unbelievably horrible, man. Yeah. And you know, and you know what the under, underlying common denominator in this whole conversation is, is that there's no trust. No one trusts each other. No one trusts anybody. Even the people you're in relationships with, you don't trust them. And that's sad. That speaks a lot on your past and your current state. And you know what? I was that toxic guy. So I, I remember wanting to look through people's phones. Like I said earlier that I had to wait till she was asleep and I was getting her thumb and I was going to put it on her iPhone. I'm like, what the fuck? This isn't me. This isn't me. I've been in one relationship where I thought she was cheating on me. So what did I do on a Friday night when she said she was not, she was home and she couldn't go out or something like that. Cause she had her kids or something like that. I was down the street with my lights off in the car waiting, looking at her house. Like, okay, where's her car? Did she leave? And I'm like, this isn't me. This isn't me. So I stopped. So it's like, you can, you can avoid these behaviors and not go down that road. Uh, Mark says, I feel the social media and internet has been killing relationships. Yeah, I, I've read a few divorce novels and had a few divorce attorneys on my podcast. They've all agree. Yeah, especially Facebook. Facebook is the prime uh, area where infidelity occurs. And it's because, and this is a common scenario because I just had um, Dr. Kathy Nickerson on my podcast. She's a, a fair trauma specialist. We, we, we talked about cheating. That's my current New episode of my podcast, Rude Device, you can check it out on Spotify, Apple. And she said the number one place that people go, usually you got married at 22, 23, 24. Now you're in your 30s. The kids are now more independent. You got more free time. And you thought you knew what you wanted in your early 20s. And now you're in your 30s. And guess what? You're not happy. You're not happy. You thought the home kids, this whole lifestyle, being a stay-at-home mom, whatever the case is, would make you happy. And it's not. So people start to drift away and people start messaging old high school flames or college boyfriends or girlfriends. And then they start hooking up and that's where it happens. So yes, Facebook, I mean, maybe for the younger generation, IG, but for us people over 30, it's Facebook. And that's where all the relationships end. And <laughs> so that's where it happens. And usually when somebody gets busted, it's usually that couple that deletes one account. Now they share an account I, is, is it just me? But I always laugh at the couples that have the, that one account where they're both in their profile. And you, if you want to get a hold of any of them, it's only one account. I'm like, man, talk about red flags and insecurities. They don't trust each other with a damn. <laughs> those, are the, those are the couples that don't have any trust whatsoever, the ones that have that one social media account. But yeah, I mean, it's easy. But again, why, like, again, after my conversation with Dr. Kathy, why? Again, because it, their personal state, where they're at, they're not happy. 
They're not happy with choices they made. They thought they were going about life the way they were supposed to. They thought these choices early on in life were going to make them happy, and it's not. They're miserable. And that's why I've always said, and every since the beginning, I, when I started TikTok and this whole advice platform is that do not get married in your 20s, especially your early 20s. You have no idea who you are as an individual. You need to actually focus on you, go have fun, and then maybe settle down in your 30s. But early 20s is a horrible age to get married because you haven't found your identity. You haven't found your identity sexually. You haven't, finan- you haven't discovered how to be responsible financially. Uh, with your emotions, money, you're still young, man. You just left your mom's house. You have no business moving in with somebody and sharing a life and getting, you know, settled in with really major responsibilities like fa- raising a family and, and bills and mortgages and things like that. Completely. And I think that speaks to why a lot of marriages are ending nowadays because they thought this was supposed to make them happy and they're not happy. It is very sad. It is very sad, Mark. And I don't mean to be a bummer, but it's the truth. Like I've said many times, I have 47, I'll go on 5,000 stories that people have emailed me. And again, if you want to email me your story on why your marriage ended, why you cheated or where you're, why you're not happy, email it to me, rootadvice at gmail.com. Email, the links are in the, the show bio description. I'll, tell me your story. I'll, I'll read it online and I'll share it if you want your voice to be heard and people to learn from your, your experience. That's what this platform is all about, sharing mistakes and learning from them. And again, I... Most of these stories on why people cheat, and, and again, Dr. Kathy Nickerson confirmed it. The reason people cheat is because they're not happy with themselves. There's something wrong with their, their own persona. They feel lost in a career or something. They lost a job. They, they failed at something. They got fired. They achieved a goal thinking that would be the pinnacle of life, and now they feel empty and worse. So it all comes down to personal feelings and what makes us happy. We always got to be focused and cognizant of that. There's more divorces than marriages. Yeah, because I think a lot of people are getting married for the wrong reasons. It's, marriage nowadays has become a social media event where people want to announce the engagement by sharing the photo and making everybody jealous, changing their, 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 their profile picture to you know the finger and the ring, the event. They want the social media. They want the big wedding that they see on social media, which is a waste of money if you ask me. But I think a lot of people just feel that's the next necessary step when – the honest truth is many of us aren't cut out for marriage. We're not ready for that. Or maybe we'll never be ready for that. But that's the honest truth. Well, hold on. I should, wait, 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 wait. Hold on here. I work with the elderly. Most of them have one account for both of them. Well, that's That's cute. <laughs> that's cute. I, uh, Katie here says, I trusted my ex for years, never looked. Then he started acting different. So I looked and found so much. Okay. All right. I guess if there's an other like toxic point of view lesson here, guys, if you're cheating, be smarter with your phone. <laughs> not condoning it. I'm not supporting that, but just that's the first thing they're going to check. So. Have the burner phone, the Jason Bourne phone in the car somewhere. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Let's see. Absolute violation. Let's see here. Got that. 
you know, I kind of want to do something different tonight. I, I mean, I've got like an hour and 12 minutes. So I got the podcast episode already in the can, but I'm wondering if I should open the lines to people to call or maybe, uh, or maybe invite people on TikTok to join the conversation. I don't know if I should do that. The audio is not going to be good for anybody on YouTube or on Facebook, but I'm curious if I should do that. I don't know. Do any of you ladies want to argue with me and debate me? Curious. Did you get married to your fiance yet? Not judging regardless. Just, no, we're engaged, but we're not married yet. She lives with me. We live together. Everything's here. So yeah, it's going to happen. Marriage for status, obliterated marriage for love. I can see that. I can see that. Let's see what else we have here. So, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll do this. Let's just try something different. Uh, if anybody wants to come on the conversation or join the live, let's do it. Let's see. I'll turn off the volume, everybody on, text, everybody on YouTube, on Facebook. I'll turn off the volume so you can see it. Or, or hear it. Uh, I'll do the best I can. But yeah, let's see if anybody wants to join. I'll throw the invite out there. I'd rather live with my partner than get married. Yeah, we're living together. Everything's happy. I mean, we're practically married already. And I live in Texas. So Texas is a community property state. So but yeah, we're practically, it's, everything's fine. I'm going to marry her, but it's like, I don't see the rush. Yes, uh, you think it's possible for a toxic individual to change from past negative experiences? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, I again, I had a Dr. Kathy Nickerson on, and the question was: Once a cheater, always a cheater. And uh, do you, does she believe that? And she said yes and no, because if you think about every horrible vice or like act it all comes down to behaviors and needs in controlling that drive um so a person who cheats again clinically according to everybody i've spoken to and again i can attest to this as well you're in a dark place you're not thinking rationally you're thinking uh a lot of horrible things you're thinking that you're lonely you're, that you're unloved you're, that you're not respected by your spouse you're not getting that uh, that love and affection from them and it's been years and you've been more or less your body and soul has been absent from that feeling for years. So now you're like in a desperate state and then you have a choice. You can either find it with somebody else or try to talk to somebody or try to talk to your spouse and fix it. And some people talk to their spouse and it doesn't get solved. It makes the situation worse and that validates their reason to go do something else. So again, it comes down to behaviors. Instead of doing that, you can end the relationship and move on. Um, like it's the same equivalent. I hope that makes sense. It's the equivalent of saying is once a drug addict, always a drug addict. If they wanted to give up that addiction and that need for that substance, they can. But it comes down to discipline. It comes down to wanting to do that. They have to want to do it. Alcoholics Anonymous, people are addicted to that, right? It's Alcohol has destroyed lives. You know, it, people have gotten to horrible wrecks and made horrible mistakes, but they can't control themselves because they're alcoholics. But there's people that have given up alcohol for years. So it comes down to personal discipline. There have been gangbangers, right, who were committed to violence, and now they're motivational speakers. The point what I'm trying to say is, yes, if somebody was a cheater or somebody was a horrible person, they can change and become a better person. They shouldn't be judged for their acts in the past. 
Cheater end up alone in the end? Uh, not all of them. Let's see here. My kids. I love that you, I love what you do, brother, but men out there move on. Have a second chance to fulfill your real dreams. Yes, man. Yes. Move on. Uh, once a cheater, always a cheater. No, I don't agree with that. I've, I've, like I said, I was a cheater. I'm not a cheater anymore. I made horrible mistakes. And like I said, I've spoken to many, many uh, behavioral experts on the podcast. No, people can change if they want. Let's see what else we have here. What are the comments here? Like I said, I'm opening up uh, again. I'm done with the podcast. I'm still live, by the way. But the podcast episode is already in the can. So if anybody wants to join the conversation, you can do that. If you want to talk about privacy versus, you know, secrecy. If you want to talk about cheating, let's open up the floodgates and see what happens. What is cheating to you? Well, cheating, I mean, there's many definitions of that, right? There's tons of definitions of that. There's emotional there's texting, there's uh, physical. I mean, cheating is just, in my opinion, having an emotional, strong relationship with your partner behind their back. It doesn't matter whether it's physical or emotional. They're both bad. They're both bad. But again, uh, cheating, again, if we're going to talk about cheating, it's fine. Let's talk about cheating. Cheating all stems from an emotional need that somebody's not getting. It's something happened. There's, there was a disconnect on why that happened. Um, what, what went on? What went on that drove your wife or husband to somebody else? What was lacking? What happened? And I think that's the root source. And you know what's funny? I, I was talking to my fiance about this earlier because I, the next episode I'm doing was why women are obsessed with serial killer and murder documentaries, right? I'm really interested in some of the responses I've been getting are just fascinating. But a lot of the women are like, well, we're investigators and we want to know what the attributes and behavioral patterns are when it comes to murderers or because in one woman had told me, and these are all responses from women. Cause I made all these videos on all my platforms and I've got like over hundreds of responses. So many have said, well, women are usually the victim in these stories and we want to protect ourselves. So we want to recognize how to identify them with their behavioral patterns, their history, and kind of maybe we can talk our way out of that. Some of y'all admitted that y'all find it arousing. And some of y'all uh, found that some of y'all admitted that you it turns you on that a man is willing to commit to do that because it's telling you that he's willing to do that to protect you. So you feel the safest you've ever felt. So some of you are very complex, odd. <laughs> but again, the act, the act in, in it of itself, you don't, you don't, you're not condoning the act, but you have this curiosity to understand what it takes for somebody mentally to get there. And you have like, um, and I don't want to say you have like an appreciation for the facts and the data when it comes to that. But if you come over here and you talk about cheating, which again is a horrible act, you know, there's murder and cheating. One's definitely worse than the other, but it's all comes down to behavior and identifying the signs and how to avoid being in that situation. When that comes up, y'all attack me and report me as hate speech and get me banned <laughs> on TikTok. So it's okay. 
you want to understand how a killer and this and a murderer works and how their mind works, but you don't want to know how a husband or, or ends up cheating on his wife. It all comes down to behaviors and identifying the behaviors before the act happens. It's the same thing. I mean, not really, but it's the same thing. It's all about behaviors and understanding a person. But one topic is it's actually you condone cheating. <laughs> it's like the act of cheating is worse than murder. It's, it's some of the responses I'm getting. It's so odd. It's so I find it fascinating that you're willing to understand and study this area. But this area, there's no excuse. <laughs> help me make help me make sense of that. I don't understand. I do not understand that whatsoever. You women are fascinating creatures. That's all I got to say. Absolutely fascinating creatures. <laughs> and I don't understand you. I, I mean, I, I've never claimed to under, have understood you. I've never claimed that, hey, I know how women work. No, no. I've never said that. And I don't. I, to this day, I don't. I'm 47 and I don't know. I just know women love mysteries. And uh, they love to put pieces together. And they, they're, they're like Batman. They're like detectives. They want to figure you out. And that's why I use that to my benefit while dating. I kept everything. I kept a lot about my personality kind of like a mystery. I played the mystery card. And like, uh, what are you looking for? I'm like, I don't know yet. I'll know when I find it. <laughs> and just left that there. Just fascinated y'all because y'all wanted to figure out why. What's going on in this, this guy's head? <laughs> y'all are funny. You'll take the time to study a murderer, but you'll hate a cheater. Mind blown. Bitch, are you for real? I don't understand men either, but I love mine. Yeah. Can't live with them, can't live without them. I love this show. Well, thank you. It loves you back. <laughs> Who do you suspect cheats more, men or women? Well, I asked Dr. Kathy that, and again, she's been a clinical uh, licensed, like a, a fair recovery specialist for over 20 years, right? She's interviewed thousands of people. She said women cheat more, uh, excuse me, men cheat more. And I told her I disagree uh, because I guess it comes down to the data. And how do you report that? Because here are the facts. When a guy cheats, what normally happens? The woman goes on a tirade, a public like campaign, telling everybody, making TikToks, telling their family, this motherfucker cheated. That's what you see more of. And men are more sloppy when it comes to that because we leave our phones unlocked according to all these comments, right? So that gets more print, more ink, and it's more known out there. But when a woman cheats, what happens? A guy goes into seclusion. He doesn't want anybody to know his wife cheated on him because she's the mother of his kids and he loves her. And he doesn't want to look like a fool. Like, man, you you married a cheater. She cheated on you and you're going to stay with her? Really? Come on, dude. You know, he doesn't want that shame. So most of us keep it to ourselves and maybe tell one person. But we don't go on social media and destroy your reputation and do all that. So according to her, when it comes to I, the statistics are on the podcast, but she says reported infidelity for women is 30 percent. Reported infidelity for men is like in the teens. It's the behaviors and how we react to the event. Men, again, go into seclusion. So when you say, when you ask anybody who cheats more men or women, everyone's going to say, well, men do because that's all you see. That's all you hear. That's all in the shows. But 
there's a lot of men who don't report it and who are ashamed by it. And, it, and a lot ties to, believe it or not, 70% of marriages, according to my interview with Dr. Kathy, about 70% of marriages stay intact after an affair because they both understand they've built a life, they have a family, there's roots. Financially, they may not be able to go anywhere. So they choose to stay together and heal versus leave and implode it. And the ones who don't report the infidelity the most is the men. Because again, think about it, everybody who's watching. If, if a buddy of yours, if you found out like, what, you know, Susanna cheated on Frank and he didn't leave her? Like, fuck. Everybody would immediately not see him as a man anymore and think less of him. Like, he fucking stayed? No. You know, what a P-U-S-S-Y. You know, most people will think that, and he doesn't want that judgment. And he doesn't want that that to be known. It's private. Back to privacy. So he'll stay. He'll stay. So that's the difference. So again, if you ask me who cheats more, ever since I can, I told TikTok in the world what back in what, 2020, that I cheated like 15 years ago, uh, I had a huge surge of emails, messages from women uh, and some men, and I kept all of them and I still keep them. I still get them to this day, but I get, I have like 80% more, 80 to 20%, 80% of women have messaged me telling me they cheated on their spouse. Women are also better at it. So it can happen and you'll never know. It could be happening now and you'll be oblivious, but women are better at hiding it. So when I hear men cheat more, I'm like, no, I disagree. We get caught more. And when it happens, it's, it's, it's announced to the world. But when it comes to women, you guys are better. So I would say with my data, women do. And it's for the same reasons as guys. It's for the same reasons. It's for, he wasn't attentive to me. Uh, he, he, I never talked to me. I, I, I was just there. He didn't listen to me. He didn't attend to my feelings. I was on, I was miserable and happy and alone. Some of y'all do it for sex, just like men. And so it's, it's funny. Both people cheat for the same reasons. He's all I've ever been with since I was 19. I've never been with another man. I wanted to feel what another man feels like. And plus he's not as hard anymore. So now I want to find out what another man feels like and he's not doing anything about it. I don't know how to how to address it because he'll get upset if I bring it up. And now it's like three years in and you haven't had good SEX. So a lot of y'all cheat. Guys, same way. You know what? I've been asking for a Bravo Johnson and she hates Bravo. She hates giving them to me. She thinks it's disgusting. So here I am at 31 years old and I'm never going to get another Bravo Johnson. What do I do? Well, I'll go to Vegas and get one. It comes down to a need. She doesn't respect me. She insults me all the time. I feel like a failure in my own home. I, I hate going home because of, I just feel like my word means nothing and she has a final say and that's that's the way it ended up being. But this person over here respects me. She makes me feel smart. She makes she reminds me of the man I once was. So every it's it's all the same. It's all the same. And again, this is like three, four years of just solid research and talking to people and reading books. So it, it's a people thing. It's not a sex thing, uh, like a, a gender thing is what I'm trying to say.
to the women as a man, I am, I, I own a home, good job, live alone. Why do I feel like women are what? After what I have. You have the basics of what most adults have. I mean, everyone hopes to have a good job, right? I own a home. I mean, what's wrong? I think any adult would want to own a home or a good job. So that's has nothing to do with women, dude. I don't understand what you're saying. Everybody wants that. I don't understand, dude. Don't understand at all. Everybody wants that. My father was a traditional husband, and I want that. We'll go get it. All right. Hope everyone's enjoying the live. I didn't expect to be on this long. <laughs> but again, Facebook, TikTok, uh, everyone tap the screen for me. Again, give me some more hearts. I haven't had one tip all night. Again, I'm not, I don't come on these lives for tips, but uh, as a star or super chat, something would definitely be appreciated. Show the appreciation. I would, I would love that. Sancho's keeps the secret. Sancho doesn't. Maybe. Thank you for the rose, dude. Thank you. Cheating is a choice. I was in a miserable marriage and never cheated despite feeling all the things you listed. Well, good for you. You made a choice. Good for you. Some people make the other choice. Some people, I don't know if you had options to, to cheat. I mean, if, I mean, if you are in a lonely state, you haven't had any physical needs or emotional needs met in years and you're just in this lonely state and somebody who is your type and you find completely attractive in front of you willing to do things for you if you can say no to that then i applaud the hell out of you because most people can't especially in that state everybody right now and if you answer right now your answer doesn't count because you're not in that lonely state you're not in a marriage where you feel lonely and ashamed and alone In other countries, marriages are arranged and last. Well, okay. After a few dates, you know if they like you or after what you have, after what you have, they don't. True. Okay, Bravo John. <laughs> uh, guys, okay, I want every guy to listen to this question here. I have a woman asking, she's okay, question. Is a Bravo Johnson really that important? Guys, an answer the question. I'll, I'll wait for the guys to respond. Guys, answer the question for her. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I got a little crayon. I've never had an animation before. Thank you so much. Um, guys, answer the question. Is a Bravo Johnson important? Are there any guys in the chat? Thank you for the tip, Sadie. I'll wait for the guys to respond. And while we're waiting for the for the guys to respond, I'll ask you this. What is a Bravo Johnson for those who don't know? Laugh out loud. 
really, really, we're going to go there. Take the first initials of those two words, okay? And all of our minds are in the gutter, so you can put two and two together. <laughs> hey, from Hawaii. Very nice. Thank you so much. South Texas. Pleasure. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. But uh, while we're waiting for, there's, I guess there's no guys in the chat. Guys, uh, how important is a Bravo Johnson to you? A mouth hug, whatever you want to call it. It's very important, okay? That's one of, okay, from a guy's point of view. It is very important. We love that stuff. It's one of our favorite things in the world, especially when it's done right, okay? It, especially when it's done great, we will cherish the hell out of you. But it's it's a thing that we love. And again, it's, it's a basic need. I don't see what the problem is. I mean, uh, whatever your need physically is, <laughs> all right we have uh hearsay says it's very important there you go yes and then we have uh, uh some someone named cody leach it's make or break 100 so there you go there's some there's some responses from guys okay so can you imagine okay i don't i don't know what's your name here shelly okay is it important I don't know what you like in bed, okay? I, you don't have to tell me. But there's something in bed that you love and you need to have. Maybe it's something with a toy. I don't know. But imagine your husband didn't want to do that to you. Imagine you asked him, look, I'd like this. I want you to do this. I need this. And he says something to the, what have guys told me their wives say? That's gross. I'm not going to do that. Where did you get that from? One of your nasty movies? I'm not going to do that. No. So, but you want it. That's what you want. And then you're like, okay, what can I do to make you more comfortable? Like, no, I don't do that stuff. That's gross. Okay. So now you have a need that you absolutely need to have. And only a person, another person can give it to you. And the person you're married to says, no, uh, that's disgusting. I don't want to do it. I don't even want to try. No, don't even ask me to do that. So now you can either one go an entire life and die without ever having that need fulfilled or to go to Vegas and get, a, get it done. <laughs> it's important. Again, if, if my fiance said, babe, I need you to lick my toes because it, it just sends me, I'm going to do it because I want her satisfied. Okay. Now there's things like, like, you know, I don't want to get too, too graphic here, but I'm willing to do whatever she wants to please her because that's what husband and wives should do. I mean, like, whatever you want, baby, let's explore. I know we've been together eight years. It's getting kind of stagnant and boring. You want to try this? Yeah, let's do that. If it's consensual, then do it. But again, I mean, a basic thing like that and they don't want to do it. What are you going to do? You divorce them? Or you can divorce them, right? You can leave them. There's this one woman who like again when you when you're dating you meet people who are divorced and i remember this one woman uh she was uh, a director at a corporate corporation and she told me like we we're just drinking on the first date she goes look are you rough in bed and i'm like yes she goes good god damn i hate men who are just sissies she didn't say sissy she said another word and I'm like why what have you experienced she goes like my husband she goes like for the life of me i couldn't stand it because i rudy she goes rudy she took a drink of her whiskey i make decisions all damn day all right. I make decisions all day and day. I'm a leader. People come to me for answers. I'm always making decisions all day. When I come home, I don't want to make a fucking decision. I want to be dominated, especially in bed. I don't want to tell him what to have, what he needs to do 
or like to be rougher. I want to be dominated. And most people in power positions like that. It's it's a weird um, behavioral trait. And he was just like, babe, do you like this? Is that too hard? Uh, he was just so just feminine in bed. And she was the masculine. She had the masculine energy. And she ended up leaving him. She ended up leaving him. That was important to her. So again, it comes down to physical needs. You got you got to be open to have that communication. You got to be open to, to having that honest conversation. And I think a lot of you have vices or like maybe you have fantasies that you don't want to share with your spouse because maybe you're ashamed, which is sad. Like I said, I in my first marriage, I was like that. But with my fiance now, like I said, we send each other videos. We watch them sometimes in the act. It's like, hey, what, she picks a video. I'm like, oh, cool. I mean, we have to have the volume now, now that we have a kid. But it's so cool when you're in a relationship. Like that's, in my opinion, that is true intimacy. When you can share each other's fantasies when it comes to that type of type of thing and not feel judged or anything. That's a fucking freedom that I love and I will never trade away. But again, you have to be open to, to talk about that. And again, it's a physical need. So what what was your answer? What, what's your answer here? Okay, whatever. I just wanted a male perspective. Did you answer my question? What would you do if you want, if you had a physical need that he was unwilling to give you? What would you do? Did she answer? I knew she didn't. See? Don't ask questions if you don't want the answer. <laughs> God. Cody Leach again. Uh, who is this guy? It's a basic uh, sexual act. It's a pretty basic sexual act. It's not some crazy freaking taboo thing. I know, dude. It's nothing. We're not asking you to wear a mask. Go into ropes. It's funny. They don't want to do it, right? But then again, they hear about Christian Grey and they get all excited. Like, ah, okay, okay. okay. Book will excite you, but not me. What, what the hell? What do I need to do? Do I need millionaire? Do I need big money? Do I need to look like Christian Grey? What the hell? So anyone who says it's gross is is a prude and likely not going to be very satisfying partner. <laughs> and that goes for both genders. I agree. <laughs> Comment of the night. Comment of the night. Hang on a second. What do you need a second for? It's a, it's, it's it's an answer. Okay. But if he was good in every other aspect, it's called priorities. If he took care of everything else. Well, again, if he's not good in every other aspect, I guess we're still talking about the bedroom place. You need to be able to talk to each other. Like if he's doing something that you don't like or dudes, if she's going down there and it's horrible, like you should be able to tell each other like, hey, that doesn't really feel good. Can we do this instead? You should be able to, I wouldn't say calling that accepting criticism, but it's like, hey, the goal and when you're intimate with each other is to please each other. And if going fast, like you're rubbing a damn PlayStation 3 knob is not what does it for you, then by all means, tell him, like, slow down, slower. I mean, you should be able to have those conversations, again, to please each other. Please, can we ask what some of the odd stuff dates have said their past partners were into? I'll get to that in a bit, dude. <laughs> okay, uh, Shelly says, and you know, I love you, girl. You've been a, you've been following me forever, so I'm not picking on you, but I'm just, I, I, I want an answer. So again, haha, I agree that you need to speak out and what you like and don't. Yes. If he or she says, I like this and that, and you're not willing, then go. Yeah, but it's kind of tough when they were great at it and like doing it. 
when you were engaged and married and then four years later, it's now turned into like a birthday gift. Fuck that. No, 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 no. Is twice a month a big deal? I mean, I'm just thinking just rationally. That's a rational request. Twice a month. And whatever it is you like. Okay, so this one dude uh, that asked a question, what are some odd stuff that people have said their past partners were into? Well, it's not odd stuff. It's just that I think after a few years of marriage, you tend to get a little, um, you lose yourself. You maybe just things become routine. Maybe you don't do it enough. So you don't have um, uh, that same excitement that you once did. It could be a lot of things, but this one woman, uh, she remember her, I remember she, okay, I try not to be graphic here because I know I'm live on all these platforms, but she said she liked it from behind and she liked her hair pulled and she liked to be choked. And the guy says, no, I don't want to hurt you. I can't do that. No, no, no. And I'm like, I'd be more than happy to do that for you. And I did. But again, it's just finding out what their comfort zone and what they need to do. But it's like he thought that was um, an ill taste. That's not what you did to your wife. What did she else she told me? That's not what you did to the mother of your children. That was like movie stuff. But that's what she wanted. And he didn't want to do that. Again, I dated women. So again, I don't know what husbands were saying about women didn't do. I'm only telling you what women have told me. But yeah. There you go. There's one story. They become complacent. There you go, Zoe. Was into something they used to do... If so, and now they won't find out why. That's a good question. Find out why. Maybe they like doing it. Now they stop. If they just don't want to do it because they don't want to do it. I mean, like, oh, my God. That's why guys cheat. It's a simple. It's it's comes down to that. I mean, if you don't fulfill each other's needs, whether they're emotionally or physically, people are going to wander off. And again, it's as cold as that sounds. It's the honest truth. After all the stories you folks have sent me. And all the people and professionals I've spoken to, it just comes down to basic needs, physical and emotional. Meet them and people won't go anywhere. Had a date. This is from Efren Duran. I had a date. She said she left her ex because he dressed as a woman during intimacy. Hey, to each their own. You know what? I know that's kind of like maybe frowned upon or people might like, hey, that's kind of weird. But hey, that's something he was into and he was willing to share it with her. I applaud him for being that vocal about it. Most people will keep that hidden in private. How come it couldn't be because people change? It could be that too, but... Um, again, if you're married to somebody, again, it comes down to needs. What if a, a guy was affectionate and you love him being affectionate and showing how much he loved you, then he became stone cold and now you're not getting any of that anymore. I mean, that's a problem, right? I mean, yes, people do change. That's why I've always said from the day fucking one, don't get married in your 20s because... The person you actually become, the persona, the attributes, the behaviors, the temperament, is probably in your 30s when you start like, yeah, this is me. That's why you should marry in your late 20s or 30s. I'm alone, gent. I'm alone, ladies and gents. I'm sorry. Am oh, you're asking the question, am I alone? Hormones can affect a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. I injuries can affect a lot. It can be a lot of things, definitely. Mr. Leach says women often don't understand that sexual satisfaction is a basic need for men on the level of eating and sleeping. Yes, especially in your early 20s and 30s. Uh, we don't just say that biologically programmed to think 
about it every seven, every seven seconds. You're, he's right. But let me tell you something, young buck. When you're in your 40s, it's still there, but it's not as evident as it once was in your 20s and 30s. Doesn't mean your drive is away, but just you have a clarity and you have a focus as you get older. So it, there's a definite change. It also depends on your partner as well and what you're looking for and what's going on. Um, happy to be alive says, is it wrong to want to stay at home child-free wife? Is it wrong to, to want to stay a home child-free wife? No. If kids aren't in your equation, that's your that's you. That's that's awesome. There's no shame in that. Who am I to judge? That's 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 awesome. Good for, good on y'all. You know you you know what the fact that you know what you want is a big deal. I applaud that. Uh, uh, nope, can't see the comments. Well, no, you should be able to see it on YouTube or on Facebook. I'm not on TikTok. I guess I'll be live for a little bit longer. If you guys have any more questions about, I don't know, what we're we talking about, sex and cheating. <laughs> it always comes down to that. It's funny how it always, you think you're done talking about a topic? No, they did draw you back in. Yeah, it's on Facebook and TikTok. There you go. It's on Facebook and YouTube. Hello, Soap. One of these days I'll debate you. <laughs> I'm a horrible, I'm a horrible debater, by the way. So, uh, I mean, I can, I can have a conversation and share my points, but I can be like Eminem, you know, or what, what's the other guy, Ben Shapiro or all these other people that's, or destiny that talk a hundred miles an hour. Like I, I can't do that. There's no way I can do that. Secrecy versus privacy. Are you, uh, as we're, we were debating, well, I was talking about earlier, the topic of the podcast was if you're married, are you entitled to privacy or do you believe that nothing should be a secret like you should have passwords and access to every platform every account that your spouse has i said no everybody's entitled to privacy you're not allowed to invade it even if you suspect they're cheating i mean no have the conversation first but if you feel the need that you have to have access to your partner's accounts to confirm your suspicions why are you in that relationship it just speaks volumes on the health of it or the lack of health in the relationship some women were adamant in the chat saying, no, you need access. Without access, you can't have access to my pants. And I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> sure, whatever. My boyfriend and I been together for four years and I might be pregnant and I caught him cheating. Okay. Uh, what do you plan to do about that situation? I mean, it sounds complex. I don't, I don't know how old you are. Um, sounds like a lot of things could be happening right now. I don't know what they are, but you don't. First off, you don't know if you're pregnant. I would find out first. I would maybe talk to him and say, "Hey, look, I think I might be pregnant. Let's get together and figure this out." Since he's the father, and once you get an answer, you'll, you'll know where to go from there. You may have a, a situation where you, again, you don't get married and you'll have a separate co-parents, but again, find out first. Uh, again, thanks for the, the comment, Cody. I agree. Both partners are entitled to privacy. It's not the, for secrets or sneaking around. It's because not everything needs to be discussed and brought up to have a healthy relationship. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. I mean, if like I've mentioned earlier, I've been with my fiance going on five years now. Not once have I ever felt the need to want to look through her stuff because I trust her. 
Do you trust me? Could be something as simple as Amazon purchases, laugh out loud, you don't need to know about everything. Yeah. And it, again, like it also comes down to like looking at the conversations that we had. Does she need to look at the conversations you have with your friends? No, she doesn't. Nor do you need to be in her conversation space about what she's talking to her girlfriends. It's just, there's no point. There's no point. What's up? What's going on? I don't know your name. It's just like three cats. What's going on? <laughs> If people don't have anything to hide, then what's the big deal? You don't understand. It comes down to respect and it comes down to boundaries. That's what it comes down to. Again, I, the way I'm wired is that if I feel like I have to go into your space and look through your stuff without you looking, or if I need confirmation that, hey, I think you're doing something, give me your phone. I'm wired to the point where like I'm leaving. If there's no trust, then why am I wasting my time? It's, it's just, it's my own being, it's my identity. And if you're violating my own private space and identity, then there's a major problem. I see it, it, looking through my phone in my mind is the equivalent of you going through my drawers and my, my glove box and my car. That's like a violation of privacy. We're all entitled to it. It's not that we got nothing to hide, it's, it comes down to respect, in my opinion. And my fiance agrees with me. And again, that just, that's just how it is when you're in a healthy relationship. I don't see the need to do that. And like I said early in the podcast, you may be, you may be admitted, but I've been in those relationships with the baddies, you know, that are really hot, but they're just so insecure as hell that they want access to my phone. I gave them that. We even had that damn password or that program where you can monitor each other's location and where we're going and where we're at. And guess what? Every single one of those, there were three, every single one of those relationships, those women ended up being the cheater. Either they're cheating with an ex or somebody they're also talking to. And they were just, their mind was just so guilt driven and just like uh, paranoid. They just kind of projected that on me and said, like, he's probably cheating too. Let me find out. It's, it's just a toxic habit, it's a toxic behavior cycle that, hey, I did that, but no more for me. No, no, nope. Now I get, I get, now maybe you were married and your partner cheated. And you decided to stay with him or her. And now as part of the healing process, you want access to it. That makes sense. Like, okay, I need, it's going to take time for you to build that trust to me that we once had. But in the interim, I want access to your accounts to make sure you're not doing anything. That makes sense to me. Because again, it's, it's something happened, right? And now you're healing from it. That makes complete sense. But when it comes to like nothing happening, or you just, you suspect something, I suspect that you should have a conversation first and kind of mute, mute those, 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 uh, suspicions. Like this goes from, look, I think you're cheating on me. I, I don't know why, maybe I'm silly, but this is why I'm thinking you've been doing this. You've been doing that. And if your partner respected you or loved you, he would come back and, or she would come back and say, look, I'm sorry. I made you feel that way. I'm not, I love you. Uh, let me address every one of those concerns, but I'm not. So that's a healthy dialogue instead of snooping like a criminal and just invading somebody's space, that that's not gonna work for anybody. That's not that's not the relationship you wanna be in. Once you get, get caught cheating, I'm not sorry, that no longer exists. Well, Augustine, like I, you, I guess you just popped on the podcast, but I just had Dr. Kathy uh, Nickerson on and she's a uh, an affair recovery specialist for couples. She's been doing it for 20 years. And she says 70% of the time couples stay together. I know you say that, but again, you're saying that in the mindset of not 
being the actual person that the act committed was committed on. There's so much more emotion and so many so, so much more underlying layers of thoughts and emotion that come into play when you find that out. It's not as black and white. It's not as black and white. But then again, there's people that were waiting for him to fuck up. I've had, like I've said many times, uh, I've had women confess to me that sex was a big deal to him. So what did she do? She kept it away from him. She didn't give it to him for a year because she knew ultimately he would break and cheat with somebody. So she sabotaged the whole relationship for him to mess up. And he did. And guess what? On paper, he's the bad guy because he cheated, not her, for withholding that from him. So it's, it's, it's like I said, if you're in that space wanting a marriage to end, then just end it. Don't be playing games and trying to sabotage somebody to be the, the actual the bad guy in your scenario when it was really you playing chess behind the, you're the emperor Palpatine behind the whole scene. Yeah, but 70% of marriages stay together. For how long? Who knows? But the act happened and they're trying to heal and move on. Amy Louise Duncan says, my partner had girls sleeping over when I was away, was when I was at work away. Wow. Uh, I'm glad you found out and you moved on. Did you guys marry young? And he just never had that sexual experiences with many people and that's why he did it? I'm just curious. I saw a situation one time between two cousins that turned nasty because of this. One cousin was sedated in surgery and the other cousin snooped on her phone. Didn't like what she saw. Wow. Well, that's an invasion of privacy. That's a total invasion of privacy. Oh my God. That would really piss me off. I'd be, you found what you found? Great. I'm glad, I'm glad you found what you found because now we're over. Amy says, so if a girl sleeps over while you're away, do you just assume he didn't do anything? No, he did something. Did he tell you? No, they just stayed the night. I didn't do anything with them. No, he's fucking lying. <laughs> no, it happened. That's that's like a girl lie, babe. We just slept in the same bed. Nothing happened. Come on. Come on. Come on. No, they they did something. Okay, now your situation is getting complex here. So if a girl sleeps over while you're away, do you just assume he didn't do anything? No, I didn't leave him. I'm not allowed to assume anything. He told me he would leave if I assumed him. That sounds incredibly... Oh, God, that sounds incredibly toxic and horrible. I mean, somebody's he's guilty as hell. I mean, it's written all over him. I'm a dude telling you that it's guilty. He's more or less, it, the act, what happened is out there in the open and he doesn't want to acknowledge the act. And it, I swear to you, that's a girl lie. We didn't do anything. Come on. No. Hey, Great Pill. What's up, man? Good to see you. It's called deflection. Yeah, it definitely is something. That he definitely did something. Yeah. What a jerk. I don't, and again, I don't condone cheating in any way, shape, or form. But if you're stupid enough, like I was, to do it, if you get busted, just own up to it and say, yes, I did. Here's why. It's out in the open. This is why I did it. Just own up to it. Don't just call the woman crazy or a liar or vice versa. Just eat the shit sandwich and own up to it. 
Wow, what nerve he had saying he would leave if you accused him. I know, like, what a pretentious bastard. <laughs> like, I'll accuse you in any way I want, damn it. I think you did what you did. So stupid. Yeah. Any other questions here? So again, I guess to wrap up here, should you have access to your partner's phone? No. We're all entitled to privacy. Doesn't mean we're hiding anything. It just means that everybody is their own identity, their own person. And if they consensually give you the phone, if you have any concerns on wanting to look through their phone, that is the bigger problem. Talk to them about your feelings versus getting access to the phone. See how they react. Do they get defensive? Are they sincere and apologetic? Like, I'm sorry, you felt that way. That says a lot. Body language says a lot. Talk to them. Don't do this behind the back. Wait till he was in surgery to look through his phone BS. Don't do that. Why is somebody putting their number out here in the chat? Yeah, we talked about privacy and secrecy. And um, there is a big, there is a difference. If you're needing to rebuild trust, then they need to be willing to be an open book. Oh, yeah. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, I think I'm repeating myself now. Like, like I said, if somebody actually did something and that and the other person decided to stay and forgive them. Yeah. Then that warrants having access. Yeah. There was this. Uh, this will be one of the last stories I tell before I, I end the, the podcast. But there was a, a woman I dated and she was fine as hell, but she cheated. And I didn't want to let that go yet. So I said, I forgive you, but I want access to your phone. Give me all your passwords. I want you to block the dude, et cetera, et cetera, like an idiot. And it, it didn't make the situation better. They just opened up all their fake accounts. If you have to tell your girl to block somebody, that doesn't solve the situation. They still feel something for them. You're only prolonging the inevitable and it's a waste of time. So don't do that. So. Yeah, I've been through that whole place. Like, well, I want access to it. And if I ever get suspicious, I want to look through that. It's like, nope, I'm out of here. It's dumb. Why waste your time? Maybe I don't know the trust of violated betrayal. I don't think you can come back from that. You can. Statistically, you can. It just takes time. It just takes time. You know what? On that note, I'm going to end the live, everybody. Again, I hope you enjoyed it. I appreciate all the the, the tips and stars you everybody sent me. Like I said, um, anything you send is goes over to the overhead on the show and the expenses. That really means a lot to me. Uh, sincerely, it does mean a lot to me. So thank you for that. And again, if you haven't done so already, follow Rude Device on YouTube. You just type in Rude Device. You'll see my big face there. And also the podcast. You know what? The podcast is actually, along with Facebook, my, my most popular product. It's really getting exposure and it's getting a lot of views. So if you want to hear the podcast in audio format, you can just go to Spotify, Root Device. The followers are slowly growing, like almost like at a thousand now. And it's getting really a lot of impressions and kind of going viral on Spotify. So I'm really happy with that. So again, any form or fashion of support you want to send to me, either it be a subscription, a, a tip, a star, uh, any animation, that would mean a lot to me. So again, thank you so much. And again, good night, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. And I'll see you next time. Later.